Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to season three of Better Doctor Project. We are so excited to be back with more content for you guys. Summer break felt super long and really short at the same time, and we really hope you guys had an awesome, awesome summer. Our season three lineup is stellar, and we have some really great new guests coming your way. Our biggest BDP update, though, is that Dr. Mack has some really extra exciting new things happening in her world right now, and so she'll be featured instead more as a guest speaker in upcoming episodes as she goes full force with her new chiropractic practice and business opportunities. So if you get a chance, feel free to reach out uh, via Instagram, Facebook, what have you, and just send her some well wishes. We are so excited for all of the really exciting things happening for her. As usual, we'll be releasing episodes every two weeks until the upcoming holiday season. I hope you guys learn tons of new things, experience some new perspectives and ideas, and of course, take away some great things to start implementing into your practice right away. To start off the season, we're meeting with Rachel Houston, a chiropractor in Lincoln, Nebraska, who literally owns clinic goals, you guys. Her practice is amazing. If you want to see so for yourself, make sure you check out her Instagram page at thebodylab underscore Lincoln. We're diving in today with her to talk about the perks of being a young provider and also talk about some sneaky things you kind of need to watch out for in order to be successful, especially if you're opening your own clinic or practice. She gets pretty honest about both the good and the bad. So let's go ahead and get into it. Hey, BDP fam, we are here with Dr. Rachel, and we're going to be talking today about being a young provider um, and even diving in a little bit deeper and being a young provider who happens to own their own practice too, um, and just kind of chat about some dynamics. You know, obviously there are some positive things that come along with being on the younger side, um, but there also obviously are some negative things too. So we're going to just dissect this out, give you guys some recommendations on how to handle these things and just chat further. So Dr. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So to start off, go ahead and let us know a little bit about your background, what it is that you're doing now, and kind of where you came from, where you went to school. Cool. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Rachel Houston. Um, I own the Body Lab, which is a rehab-focused chiropractic practice here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, Went to undergrad here in Lincoln at the University of Nebraska, and then went to chiropractic school at Palmer Davenport. And I actually went to Palmer with only two years of undergrad. So I was fairly young for my class as it was. And then I graduated chiropractic school when I was 24. So I did not know that young. Yes, I was. Yeah. Not the youngest in my class, but one of the youngest for sure. So I've kind of been at the the lower end of the age group from the get go. Absolutely. So you got your bachelor's and your doctorate there then didn't even get my bachelor's. I don't don't have a bachelor's degree. Just Wow. That's amazing. So you were able to be young and just fresh out. Yes. And I knew oh. that there were some states that required a bachelor's degree, yes. but Nebraska wasn't one of them. So I was like, oh, uh, uh, that's why I don't know. Okay. Cause I know, yeah, there are a couple states and then that's how it used to be everywhere. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, very cool. I mean, the younger you can be the better. I was, I think I was 26 when I got out, which is on the younger side too. So right. 
I didn't even realize this, but you're going to be able to relate even more to this topic than the rest of us because you are young. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you obviously own your own practice in Lincoln. It's an amazing, amazing office called the body lab guys. Make sure you check it out. I'll have everything in the show notes with tons of links to her Instagram and website. Um, so when you decided to open, I know it's kind of always been a thought, but when you made all of these big, big, big decisions, do you think that you ever had some imposter syndrome where you thought, okay, am I old enough? Have I been in practice long enough? Did your age play a role with any of your decision-making at all? So at the beginning, honestly, no. Like I think with being young comes some of that ignorance a little bit. I didn't even really think like, maybe I'm too young. Am I old enough? Are people going to take me seriously until started the process of getting a business loan and working with contractors, working with property managers and, and kind of observing the way people would respond to me how seriously they would or would not take me, not only being young, but also being a female. Oh, um, yeah. I really struggled with that. It's hard to not to take that personally when mm-hmm. someone kind of blows you off or when someone talks to you like you're a baby. Or I was in several meetings with my dad and I would notice people would be talking to my dad rather than me. And I'm like, hi, um, this is my business. Oh. Uh, like you can talk to me. And so sometimes I'd be like, okay, dad, you need to stay in the car or just like, let me, let me handle this. Wow. So that was super frustrating and something I didn't really expect again, just that ignorance until I was in it. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is kind of a thing. Like I, I do feel like I need to prove myself a little bit. And I had to really work on my confidence and my assertiveness and just I mean, unfortunately, I think when you're a young female, you do have to just leave no room for um, <laughs> doubt and just be like, hi, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I need from you. And just really be assertive. Yeah. So whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but that's really what I have Better to than the alternative. I, yeah. I completely agree. So do you ever, I guess when you started all of this, do you think that your friends and family? I mean, were they, obviously they were mostly on board. You had so much help from a lot of your friends and family, but did you have any negative reactions, whether it was a colleague or a friend, was anyone just not supportive because they thought you maybe couldn't do it or that you were too young? So fortunately I just had the most amazing support system. I don't think I received any backlash from any of my close friends or family. And if they didn't believe in me, at least they didn't say it, or at least I didn't (laughs) pick up on that, but they were just like, yeah, like we believe in you. We support you um, wholeheartedly. So I'm really, that's huge. The reason I ask is because, um, online sometimes I have noticed this strange thing where older providers do comment quite frequently about, young providers not knowing anything. I mean, like Ah, explicitly saying that young providers don't know anything. And I mean, granted, there is such a thing as experience. You can learn so much from people who have been in the field longer, obviously. Um, But there are things that older docs don't know. And there are things that younger docs don't know, which is why we should all be working together and learning from each other. Um, But especially because our our field requires a lot of hands-on therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're 24 years old. I would be willing, well, not anymore. You're, excuse me, 20, 26 now, 26 now you're 26 years old. And I would be willing to bet there's still a large percentage of people who have been in practice longer than you that couldn't even compare to your rehab ability or couldn't even Mm -hmm. compare to your adjusting ability. And that's just the reality of a hands-on job. You know, there's always going to be people better than you. There's always going to be people technically worse than you at certain things. And that's okay. And I just, I really don't think age plays a role, your work ethic plays a role and just 
generally how quickly you can pick up things. Um, so I see these things on Facebook, like, oh, here's another young doc pretending they know things. And I'm like, what? Maybe that young doc does know things. You know, that just makes me want to learn from them more. Absolutely. And I've definitely gotten some of that on my Instagram before I post videos and little like helpful tips and stuff. And I've definitely had people comment on my videos, like pretty mean things like, oh, it's clear she's fresh out of school and doesn't know anything or, oh, like, oh my goodness, this video is garbage. It's like, she doesn't know. And she's just a young doc who thinks she knows everything. And I'm just, first of all, I block those people, but it's like, and those are always people I don't know. And I'm like, of course, do you think that you just have a place to say those things? And unreal. thankfully it's never really been from people that I've known. Um, I will say though, I am pretty casual in my practice. I don't ever introduce myself as Dr. Rachel. Like I'm always just like, Hey, I'm Rachel. And just kind of assume that people know that I'm the chiropractor, but this has happened a couple of times where I took a new patient back into the room and I'm, you know, sitting them down, going over their history. And then from there we treat on the first visit. And one person was like, Oh, are you the doctor? And I was like, uh, Yeah yes, I am. And they're like, Oh, I thought I was waiting for the doctor to come in. I thought you were just like the assistant or something. And I was like, Ooh, no, I, I am the doctor. I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. And they're oh like, my goodness. Oh no, no. It's just cause you're so young. But I just didn't know. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I do need to introduce you. To the doctor. <laughs> I don't know. It's That's such a hard thing a to decide. Times. It's so tough. Like there are some places where I do use that title and then there are some where I don't. And it's, it's such a silly thing that we shouldn't have to think about. Like in a perfect world, everyone would know our credentials and just like kind of know that in the back of their head. But it also depends on how the person, whether it's a patient or a provider respects you. So if, I mean, if someone's calling me Rebecca, I don't care as long as, you know, there's a mutual respect there, whether they're my patient or another provider, if they're being condescending or rude or mean, then that's a whole different (laughs) ball game, you know? Um, And then of course there's the patient and we've talked about this on previous episodes. Then there's the patient who just, you know, bless their heart. They might be over the age of 70 and call me Becky instead of Dr. (laughs) Rebecca or Rebecca, because, you know, their cute little hearts just think that that's adorable. Um, I had an 85 plus year old man yesterday who told me my baby was really cute because she is very cute. And then said he, she takes after me. And I'm like, ah, thanks, but that's terrible. (laughs) Like like you're so cute. And I know you mean, well, um, you know, but would he have done that to a 50 year old male provider? Probably not. (laughs) So, um, yeah, age plays a role. Being a female plays a role. Um, You're absolutely right. But I'm very grateful that you had such a good support system because that goes a long way. And if anyone listening for whatever reason doesn't have that or you feel like you are making a decision to branch out on your own and just feel like you're kind of getting bogged down by family and friends, change your network, change your inner circle. I mean, there are tons of young docs and older docs within chiropractic and other fields that want to help you. Um, and one of the craziest things about Facebook now is, you know, we have these groups about everything. You can join a group and find a mentor within minutes <laughs> and yes. just know that to change your network, it doesn't take a lot of effort. And there are people out there who want to help you. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So do you think there's a quote unquote perfect age to make a lot of these, you know, big boy or big girl decisions, such as opening your own office. I mean, you obviously did it great as a young doc. Um, do you think that there's any rhyme or reason to wait or jump the gun or is it kind of just whatever floats our boats? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it 
I mean, I think it does truly depend on the person and kind of where you're at in your confidence and where you're at in your vision. Um, yeah. For me, knowing from really before school um, that I wanted to own my own, for me, it was just like the sooner the better because yeah. there's you're never going to be fully ready. And I knew that I could do it and I knew that it was something I wanted to do. So I just had to jump right in. Um, for other people, I mean, maybe being in an associateship for a long time might be a better option for them before starting out. I really don't think you're ever too young or too old as long as you kind of have that vision and you are aware of the work and the grit that it takes. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think there is a perfect age. Good. And being young, obviously you can be as ready as you want to do something like this, but we all need to learn from other people and we all need to take advice from other people. What do you think was some of the best advice you got before you opened your own practice that just really kind of catapulted your drive and vision? So my old boss at my old clinic, we left on phenomenal terms, by the way, have nothing but mad respect for, for them and all the other doctors there. But he told me, uh, he's like, be prepared to be humbled. And I was kind of like, okay, like, sure, <laughs> uh, whatever. I know I can do this, but it's so humbling starting off. And I would just have to keep hearing his voice in my head of like, be prepared to be humbled. It's going to be a little rough. It's not mm-hmm. just awesome from the get go, get go, but just keep freaking going. Even when it feels like, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Like this, this isn't working. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to fail is when you just need to bury your head and keep going because I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but a majority of small businesses fail because yeah. when it gets hard or when it feels like it's not working, people quit. Mm-hmm. And I even had a little post-it note on my computer for the longest time that just said, keep going because mm. there are plenty of panic moments where I was like, what have I done? Um, so it, it truly is humbling and you really do just have to keep going. And if you do that, you're going to outlive a lot of those statistics. Yeah, that's such good advice because not every day is going to be perfect, but those really awesome days, I'm sure just reminded you, okay, I got to keep going. I can do this. Yeah. Those little (laughs) glimmers of like, okay, maybe it's working. Oh, that's hilarious. We just watched um, a movie over the past weekend called fatherhood with Kevin Hart. And yeah. yeah, And he had like, basically long story short, it's about a dad raising a baby and knowing nothing about raising a baby, which it was hilarious movie. But, um, he had one day where just everything went well with that child and his mother-in-law pulled him aside and said, I want you to take today, tuck it away in a little box inside of your head and never forget that. Because if you completely focus on accumulating these little like snippets, these little nuggets of greatness, you will not even care about the bad days. And I listened to that and I was like, wow, you can just apply that to everything in life. That's so true because the highs are high and the lows are low and you cannot get too caught up in either end of the spectrum. You kind of got to ride that platform in the middle. Um, but, but definitely keeping those really good days as, as your inspiration and as your hope. Well, and thankfully our generations have, uh, gone through a lot. So I feel like we know how to really (laughs) handle things, even if we can't handle them, we at least know how to pretend. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like we're, we're growing to be tough, tough adults. And and so that's obviously with your practice, you kind of have to have the same kind of mindset. So I love it. Um, so on top of everything you've done, people obviously helped you, but have you also found some resources as a young provider and a young owner that were game changers, whether it's an Instagram page, a book that you read, a movie that you watched, like literally anything that really 
helped you, whether it was inspiring or actually provided some concrete knowledge? Yeah. So a couple things come to mind. Um, the first one being the book zero to one by gosh, I'm going to butcher his name, Peter. I don't know his last name. Have you I will find it? it. No, but I so, will totally find it. Yes. Um, zero to one. It's all about the concept of any great invention or business or entrepreneur has really taken this concept of making something that didn't exist before making zero to one rather than one to two rather than just copy and pasting something that already existed. And that concept stuck with me so much. Um, just like, you can't just look next door and be like, okay, they're doing this. They, their office looks like this, their business Mm -hmm. model looks like this. So I'm just going to replicate it Mm because it's like, no, like that worked for them. But how can I make my own thing? How can I be different? How can I give people something that hasn't been done before? Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's just in the design of your office or whether that's in how you structure your treatments or whatever that is, not just replicating it, but really trying to kind of think outside the box. So that was huge for me. I love that book. And then another resource that really was beneficial for me was the acronym SCORE. Have you heard of SCORE? It's through the SBA, Small Business Administration. No, I knew I was going to learn so much from you today. (laughs) (laughs) So there are SCORE offices in most cities and they offer free mentorships. And so I don't even remember who told me about this, but seriously, I, from day one, reached out to SCORE, got partnered with a mentor who met with me for free, reviewed my business plan, um, gave me all this incredible um, knowledge about what do I need to take to my banker? What do I need to include in my business plan? What do my financial documents need to look like? Yeah. For free. And literally just like walked me through and gave me a really good kind of starting point of like, because you have all this stuff. You're like, what do I do with all this? Where do I go? What do I use? Yeah. And she really just helped me like put it in a, in a linear fashion and get, get a grasp on it. So that's amazing. Um, the mentorships are free. I know they host tons of workshops. I don't know if those are also free or if you have to pay for yeah. those, but workshops on really any topic imaginable. And that has been, yeah, instrumental to me. That as well. is so good to know. I'll link all of this in the show notes as well, because when you're, I feel like if you do make a decision to do something as big as starting your own business, you can be so focused on like branding and logos and names and all these things that you kind of forget about the, you know, the clutter on the outside of things like that, knowing right. what to bring to a banker or a lender, knowing all of these insides and outs when it comes to taxes. And uh, there's so much information. So to have somebody that can kind of, steer you in, like you said, like a linear fashion and be like, Hey, this is what you need to do at this step. This is what you need to do at this step. That's a game changer. So that's great. I had no idea they did that. I I feel like most people don't know about so it. So shout out to it. anyone who, whoever told you, shout yes, out to them. Whoever it was, seriously. <laughs> thank you. That's great. So, well, thank you so much for all of this added information. I mean, you are doing such incredible, incredible things. And I hope all of our listeners can get inspired to jump and take that leap to starting their own business, whether it's their first practice, their second, their 10th, or even just a business on the side. Um, take this information and just know that you can do it regardless of what age that you're in. Absolutely. And more power to you if you're a young female. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.